0: Hey everybody, Brian Boyle here, and welcome to another episode of Run Painless, Run Ageless. I'm your host, and if you are just joining us. I welcome you, and uh, if you've been with us before, hey, welcome back. It's uh, it's always good to have you. If you need to get a hold of me, I'm always available by email. Send those emails to me, Brian, B-R-I-A-N, at company5k, that's the number 5k.com, and I'll be happy to get back to you. And uh, you can also go check out the Mesh Tongue Running Show on YouTube. There's plenty of videos over there. There's over 180 videos that uh, uh, I show you you know exercises and and, and actual techniques of things that uh, that we'll discuss on this podcast. But uh, you know it goes a little bit more in depth into the actual uh, you know the video. So if you are a visual learner, you'll uh, you'll certainly appreciate the uh, the mesh tongue running show. So today I want to talk to you about the uh, you know the the difference between somebody that's running for competitive and the person who's maybe just running for health, right? So. To this point, in, in most of the shows, I always kind of tailor it to the person that's looking for performance edge, somebody that's looking to take their uh, their running to the next level or to stay competitive as we age. You know, these, uh, these master's groups, uh, these age group divisions are, are now very intriguing. It's a, uh, it's a matter of survive and outlast, I think, that, uh, uh, you know, can you make it to 60, uh, can you make it to 65, 70 and set an age group record? Uh, you know, these are the things that are exciting, potential that, uh, uh, you know, folks that maybe weren't as athletic, weren't necessarily... Necessarily as skilled in their younger days, uh, not as fast. Now we're surviving and outlasting others, and uh, and now claiming their glory in the, in the uh, their older years. But maybe that's not your goal, right? Maybe that's not your goal to uh, to to run fast anymore. I know for me, it's not. It's not my goal. Uh, I, I certainly do work with a lot of runners that that is their goal. But for me, I you know I had my time. I I felt like uh, I've achieved everything that I was ever going to achieve in uh, in running. Uh, you know, maybe that'll change as I hit those age groups, uh, wink, wink. Um, but, uh, you know, at 43, I'm, I'm content with where I'm at and, uh, you know, and having had my career now, I like working with others and seeing them achieve their goals. Uh, and you may feel the same. Maybe you're saying, Hey, you know what, how Brian, how do I stay healthy? Uh, you know, what's the best way to run and stay healthy? Um, you know, for my overall health. So that's what I'm going to talk to you today. So uh, if your goal is overall health, I highly recommend both strength training and uh, cardiovascular conditioning. So what does this look like? Typical day, um, you know or typical week, typical month. So what we'll do is we'll break it down into a week uh, and then you know into the day and then we'll kind of wait you know bring that back in, in looking at a training cycle. So um, if we take the, the next 12 to 20 weeks, Because, again, chances are you're going to get bored with things. You're going to want to change things up. Again, muscles love, uh, your heart's a muscle, love adapting to different stresses, right? So there is a theory called the chaos theory where, um, you know, if you confuse the muscles, if you confuse the body and don't just do the same thing every day, that the body actually responds better. Uh, that's a theory, right? There's, there's not a whole lot of documented evidence that says this is the only way, but that's one theory as to how things work. Uh, so if we're looking at it from the perspective of the weekly basis, what you would do is you would train anywhere between five to seven days. Now, when I say train five to seven days, that means that two of those days are gonna be what we call active rest days, okay? They're not gonna be very intense. They're gonna be, uh, you know, maybe, uh, you know, a a light jog, maybe a brisk walk and some resistance exercise. Maybe it's stretching, Um, you know, maybe it's, uh, uh, you know, riding your bike, whatever that may be. But they're gonna be an active rest that could also be in the summertime. Uh, It could be, um, you know, heading out and, uh, and wakeboarding. It could be, um, wake surfing, it could be, you know, whatever it may be, jumping on the trampoline with kids, uh, grandkids, it could be wintertime skiing, cross-country skiing, or, or downhill skiing. The other five days a week, you're going to mix it up with a mixture of both cardio and strengthening. How I generally recommend folks do this is that they start off with the strengthening, so you're going to start with your strengthening. You're going to burn the glycogen from the muscles by you know, putting them through resistance, whether this is 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, whatever that may be. And then you're going to go into your cardio after that, at that phase, okay? Um, you know, and you can take an electrolyte, uh, you know, drink at that time just to kind of bring the, uh, the body into speed. You could, you know, you can... Um, you could get actual solid foods if you're up for it, uh, but we want to have some sort of fast-acting, uh, you know, kind of carbohydrate in this if you're going to go for an hour, and then you're going to run after that. So you're going to get your cardiovascular training in, which is your running. What this does is it it fuels the body to start searching for fat. So we're thinking of the overall health of the body. Okay, uh, as we age, our metabolism does typically slow down, so that means we don't burn as much fat. All right. This is why you know sometimes, unfortunately, you know people start gaining a little bit more weight as we age, or we start converting the lean muscle tissue into more fat adipose tissue. So we want to be mindful of that. We don't want to convert our lean muscle tissue into uh, you know this fatty tissue. So even if you're not necessarily looking at weight, but overall health, and we know that muscle weighs more than fat. You know that uh, that changing over of uh, the fattiness in the muscle and even into the surface layers can be seen, and, and that's where you typically start seeing the health issues. So we wanna burn that layer of fat off, so it's typically best to work out with the resistance, and whether you're doing that three days a week or, or even five days a week, that's entirely up to you. Uh, you can do a whole body routine three days a week and be just fine, again, if your goal is just overall health not to increase muscle mass or to, to be uh, anything else. Uh, you know, a competitor of, of uh, you know, CrossFit or anything like that, the uh, three days a week would be just fine. And then your running will be on the time after the cardio, or uh, I'm sorry, after the resistance training. And the reason being is that this will push you into that fat burning zone. So that fat burning zone is now, uh, you know, where the body's searching for fats as a fuel source, not just the carbohydrates. So after about the first 30 minutes, you're gonna burn up even your slow acting carbs we get into the, uh, the fatty sources. If you bring in a, uh, a small amount of fast-acting carbohydrates during your workout, again, you're going to repeat the process where your body's going to burn those carbs off, you'll get into the fats, but you won't see this crash. That you might, if you didn't have something coming in, so that's also timing of that is important. If you're looking to go an hour, hour and a half uh, with activity, chances are you're going to want to have some sort of fast-acting carbohydrate. Um, you know, like I said, it could be an electrolyte drink. You know, it, it could be a uh, um, you know some sort of uh, uh, you know carbohydrate bar or something that you can tolerate while running or activity. What you know while you're strength training and then while you're running. Again, that's entirely up to you. Uh, you know, I'll be happy to discuss these things with you and kind of show you options. Again, you can shoot me an email. I, I, I love getting those uh, those questions and comments, Let's so keep those coming in. Uh, and then you know, with that running, then you're gonna say, all right, how do I best stay healthy so that I don't get injured? Well, we understand that if you're running more than 40 miles a week, okay, the likelihood of injuring yourself becomes that much greater. So, if you were to take the average person that might have an hour's worth of time, um, and that could be a stretch, but might have an hour's worth of time at most to be active, you would spend the first 30 minutes in strength training, the next 30 minutes in running, okay? If you're running uh, you know, five to six days a week, because you do want to make sure that you're taking a rest day, if you're getting anywhere between three and four miles in that week, okay, uh, or each day, Okay, you're going to say anywhere between 18 to 24 miles. uh, You know, which is which is a very healthy. uh, You know, again, you're getting in your cardiovascular, but you're also getting in 24, 18 to 24 miles, which will allow you to stay well below that threshold of which injuries occur. Now, this isn't to say that injuries can't occur, all right, but the likelihood is a lot less if you're maintaining your mileage a weekly mileage below 25 miles a week and you're taking at least one day off. This is important again because our muscles need to recover. It's okay to do leg training, okay, leg strength training and you know run on the same day. Again, it's just going to be up to you as to how you feel. You may feel a little bit sluggish during that run. That may be one of those days where you say I'm going to run a little bit slower pace. And what you're going to do is at that point, uh, you know, you may be going to just go for, you know, three miles that day. Maybe the next day you spend a little bit more time, you know, running to get the distance in. Um, again, that's entirely up to you. If you want to increase the intensity, all right, we can either increase, uh, uh, you know, elevation by incorporating hills. We can increase uh, you know the the uh, incline on a treadmill. If you're treadmill running, you can increase the speed. Uh, you know by means of tempo runs and interval training. That uh, that again, um, you know you can do those. Uh, you know uh, once a week, or you can do them once every other week, just to kind of again keep things moving. If you're not racing, uh, you don't necessarily have to. Uh, you know do them every week. These are more or less just to to. A, uh, remind the body that it can move to increase the metabolism. Uh, you know, B, and then, uh, you know, C, just to actually increase, um, you know, the, uh, uh, you know, or change up the pace a little bit for you, right? So that's a, uh, that's a huge thing where, when if you're just falling into the monotony of the training and you're just going, what am I doing, right? Uh, the body may not, you know, adjust to, uh, uh, to training. And if you're not seeing results, If you're not seeing what you're looking for, and because, you know, to say to get into better shape or better health is a really, it's a a tough goal. Um, So if you want to maintain your weight or if you want to maintain, uh, you know, your speed, you know, those are certain things that I think probably would get into better, you know, kind of goals than, you know, you say, hey, I want to be able to continue to be able to run a, a seven minute mile. Okay, that's a better goal than to say I want to be healthy. Uh, you know, especially in, in the realm of, of using that for running. Now, if, if you just say, hey, I want to be able to run, you know, four miles every day, all day, uh, you know, then again, that's another good goal. And, uh, and you know, we can stick with that. So that's the, uh, that's the recommendation. I recommend then that, uh, that you change things up so that it's, you know, every 12 to, to, uh, to 20 weeks, um, you know, that you're changing things up. Now, that could be increasing... The, uh, the intensity a little bit, it could be changing the mileage, uh, you know, it, it could be that, uh, that you uh, take a little break from running altogether and start a new activity for a short bit for a week or two or three or four even. I've seen some runners that literally take an entire month off just, uh, just to, uh, to let the body relax, recover, and then recuperate and then get back after it in, in, uh, you know, in another month or so. So you know there's there's no wrong or right way. There's just typically better ways. And that's that's the hope with this podcast is to help you figure out what's the best way for you, that everybody is an individual and you know everybody has different desires and hopes and dreams and if if I can help you to uh, to get to where you want to be then then I've done my job. So that's it for today. If you do have any questions, send them my way. Brian, B-R-I-A-N, at company5k. I'll be happy to get back to you. And don't forget, that's the number five and then k.com. And uh, keep those questions, comments uh, you know, coming along here. If uh, if you do have a, uh, like I said, a visual learning, uh, you know, that uh, you, know, you wanna see some things that, that, uh, that we've talked about, you can always go check out the Mesh Tongue, M-E-S-H, Tongue Running Channel and uh you know that uh, that also give you a lot of other uh, topics that we uh, that we'll you know kind of cover here some we will some we won't um and if you've got uh, uh if you've got any ideas for future episodes you can always shoot them my way until next time we'll see you again take care